coming at you live. Not really. <laughs> I always live. say like live, like with my, even my uh, little promos I'd put, I'm like live now. I'm like, well, honestly, I feel ugh, this would have been a good episode if we wanted to do a, like a live recording of the game one of world series. Cause that's literally what is happening right now on both of our televisions. So yeah, well, we, it's top. It's still top one, or maybe we just got a, got into bottom one, but this is already two nothing. And I made a prediction. I was like, I'm totally, I totally think Valdez is going to have a great game over Morton and blah, 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 blah. And he's already getting smacked right away. So, <laughs> so good thing we're recording now. Yeah. But if we know anything about the Astros, they know how to come from behind with wins too. So come you from behind. Hmm. Nice. Hmm. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> do you want to give hey, us the lowdown hey. on what happened last week? Yes, that is when we talked all about trashy Tennessee, right? That's that was last week. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> garbage. Trashy, trashy Tennessee. It feels like it was like two weeks ago, but no, trashy Tennessee and the scummy McScummertons that are the Tennessee fans, and ninety percent of the people there have no idea that Lane Kevin was ever a coach there. Anyways, they started throwing stuff on the field. It was really gross, really embarrassing to the university. And we said, guaranteed that university president for sure emailed every student there like the day after. And let's see, we talked about Spencer Rattler and how I'm team Spencer Rattler. And you and I both are in agreement that he needs to go back home somewhere in Arizona and probably play for Arizona and take them out of their dumpster fire that they have for the past two seasons of football. So that was that. <laughs> Give the kid a shot. Good. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you haven't checked out episode eight, go ahead and do that. And as far as highlights that have happened this last mm-hmm. week, World Series, we are obviously currently watching at this moment. Game one tonight, this is Tuesday. You also have a full week schedule ahead. We've got tomorrow, Wednesday. They've got Friday through Sunday set up. And then obviously if they need it, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, so that's, that's world series news. We are going to be watching that closely and I'm sure we'll probably have some thoughts in next week's episode. Yeah. Could be over. <laughs> absolutely. Could have, could, you know, the entire world series could have happened and we would have had absolutely nothing to say. So that's yeah. great. Uh, Illinois, Illinois, oh, home state Illini. They beat number seven Penn state in a record breaking uh, nine overtimes with a two point conversion just I mean, disgusting probably, probably one of the most climactic endings to mm-hmm. like any current college football game that we've seen yeah and, and oh yeah a, a weird weird week for college football because yeah we're putting up scores like it's a freaking basketball game too <laughs> wake forest versus army 70 70 yeah. 70 to 53 what? what the hell absolutely not thank you for that and big fantasy busters this last week. Darren Waller was out Sunday. Patrick yeah. Mahomes, he was out due to concussion protocol. Um, and it was also a big bye week. So mm-hmm. for week seven, Bills, Cowboys, Jags, Vikings, Steelers, and Chargers were all off. All of them. So it's great that they all had a mini, you know, vacation at, on the right. same week, you know, but uh, there, there were some big busters there because a lot of people don't pay attention. If you're not in fantasy for like the money yeah. and for the fame and all of that, then you just don't care. And a lot of guys 
were just like leaving the roster thinking it was okay. Like I was out five guys in my roster. I had no QB. I had to make some moves. So shout out to Carl (laughs) dad over there, making sure that I was all set. So that was nice. Oh man. Yeah. You, it was, I have four guys on the IR and I had two on buys. I had the literal bottom of the barrel of my like roster like available and it was crazy because I had Brady and I had Bucks D yeah and that's what pulled me over I was like oh god thank god <laughs> <laughs> and I have Waller too and obviously he was you know out and so thankfully I had a you know I had a feeling when they kept saying it's going to be a game time decision I'm like well if he's a game time decision he's probably not going to be have a big role so I put uh Gusecki in and I had him and he scored a touchdown for the Dolphins so it was a randomly good week for me. Good, yeah, good. That means really pay attention. Plan. Way to go and make you make your moves. Making moves. We got to stay making moves. And speaking of that, it is World Series time. We're talking about moves. We're watching it. We got it on. Baseball is still in full force. And we haven't, you and I, I guess, haven't taken the full leap into football season yet. Although we've been like flirting pretty hard with her, like, but baseball's peaking. So it's like, Oh, oh I've been like full on NFL after, after my guys were out of postseason, I was oh, like, Oh yeah, true. go Avery Boston, Boston kind of watching it with one eye closed. And then as soon as Boston was out, I was like, freak this. I'm still going to watch the world series, but full on NFL. <laughs> You're actually totally right. That's a good point. I, I feel that. I feel that. So rest in peace again to the Cinderella team of the season, the Boston Red Sox, which basically were the 2021 version of the 2020 Marlins because they were obviously the Cinderella team last year when we talked about them in the podcast. Very true, very true. I mean, nobody gave them a chance this year. No analysts had them even making the, no, and nobody, I wouldn't say nobody had them making the postseason, but 95% of the analysts didn't have them making the postseason. They were expected to be, you know, middle of the road, 80 win Mm -hmm. team. Uh, so huge congrats to those guys. Now let's go this off season. Let's get Cindergard. <laughs> let's get him in the free agency and just like add an ace. Oh like I would, I would love to see you guys in the ALCS next year. Like how amazing. Yeah. Yeah. God, that would be so good. Cause you relatively young squad for both of us. Um, I don't know. Bring I think it would be exciting. <laughs> Anyways, let's keep this baseball rolling here. What I wanted to chat about today is One of the things that I am personally extremely passionate about, and I could really talk about this all day, every day, and I did a lot of work on it in my graduate program with like, you know, the little papers and things that we had to do. Yeah, just like projects and stuff. Right, right, exactly, projects. I'm a huge, huge now and have always been a huge advocate for minor league baseball players. Yes. There have been, there's been some really huge, developments within the past two weeks or so and Mm -hmm. even within the past year you know sass like there has been drastic improvements for these minor league baseball guys yeah so for those that don't quite know or understand um i know we've been talking about this type of thing briefly briefly in a previous season but minor league players live at or even below the poverty line and just because your title you know, has you as a professional athlete, that doesn't mean you're making like that Harper money, the judge money, the Scherzer money, like 99% of these guys are making less. This puts it into perspective. 99% of the guys are making less than a part-time fast food worker. Yeah. (laughs) 
It's you know what? In this day and age, a lot of people are making less than a fast time. Bro, you ain't kidding. Worker making that fifteen dollars an hour. But yes. What the hell? But yeah, where was that when I was in high school? I was making like seven twenty-five. This is horseshit. Like barely. Oh my god. Fortunately, though, to kick off this twenty twenty-one season, players received a long-awaited pay bump. And that came because MLB's new minor league restructuring where 40 minor league teams, you know, got that ax. And then now we're only down to about 120 teams. Okay. This is where it gets funny. So, okay. So when I say pay bump, that's in like very loose terms, we're not talking about anything major. It was a huge help for these guys regardless, but high and low a weekly pay raise. (laughs) This is funny went from $290 to $500 a week, double A, $350 to $600, and triple A, $500 to $700. And so that's between $71 and $100 per day before taxes. And (laughs) that's like, I make way more serving. Like, well, and you gotta, you gotta think about, I mean, they kept it even across the board too, which like I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm partial to the, the higher you go up, like the more, you know, you should be getting paid. I feel like yeah. even though it's all professional. Um, so that's crazy that every single level went up about the same amount, you know, about that $200 right. or whatever it was. So, right. So. Yeah, you're right. It's about that. And we have to remember here, like this isn't a clock in clock out deal. This no. is 24 seven with maybe your day or two off a month, if you're lucky, early mornings, late nights. I mean, even there's six to eight guys in a two bedroom apartment sleeping in closets that they have to pay for with that five to $700 a week, sometimes in places where housing is far above the national average, like the teams in Brooklyn, San Jose, all these major cities, even where I was, Jupiter, rent is absurd. Mm-hmm. It's really a 24 seven thing. It's a grind. Like I said, I mean, I know you can relate to the bartender server life, of course, because yeah. everybody sass was bartender server. She's yeah. been there, done that, but we make way more than that in a day or a week part-time with requesting days off. And we don't have to deal with like outside of work, work to do, mm-hmm. you know, they're getting 10,500 to 14,700 a year (laughs) which is wild the poverty line in 2021 for a sole person just a singular uno is 12,800 which puts half these guys below that and the other half just above it's like the triple a guys are like the only ones you know that are right above that yeah and well and like you said they're still paying for everything else like the housing the accommodations getting to and from the field like your own transportation right your food your nutrition that you're trying to fuel your professional athlete bodies with I mean I'm sure when you're at the facility at some point like they'll feed you something yeah they do yeah snacks one meal whatever it is but still like uh, growing boys all right you you need you need that nutrition that's not I mean you're burning your body weight and calories a freaking day just Mm -hmm. sweating working hard but plenty of these guys too they aren't just supporting themselves so you have to take that into account too Mm -hmm. and I have to share that they don't get paid all year long for this. They're only paid April through September-ish, depending on seasons and when they end. It's basically only 21 weeks of pay. And then there's off-season where they have to find a way to still pay bills and train full-time on a daily basis. It's nearly impossible to almost survive. 
And hello, this pay increase just happened this year in 2021. So you've got a lot of guys in the system that have lived far below that line for a very long time, Sass. So, and I saw, I mean, I might be jumping on, you might be talking about this as well, but I saw that they were also providing housing. Yes, that's what I'm going to get to. So yeah, I've I've set the pavers here. I gave you a good baseline for Mm -hmm. the importance of the improvement of the lives, lives of these minor league men. These players and advocacy groups have been in overdrive and very, very outspoken the past year fighting for the improvements, fighting for basic player rights and exposing, you know, these trash living conditions that a lot of these guys are living in. Like I said, living in freaking closets with six dudes, you know? Yeah. So within the past few weeks, they got this huge win, like you said. Huge. In mid-September, owners from 30 of the teams agreed unanimously, which of course is very important right there, to a specific plan that each MLB baseball or you know organization will provide housing for minor league players so they haven't decided you know what you know the amount or the range might be or whether this means that they'll provide stipends or give them housing and put them somewhere I mean I think they should just kind of go for kind of how the pirates have like a mini college campus like set up your housing like where you need it like I you know especially at where your spring training is would be great but yeah i mean the fact that the housing housing market is where it's at right now too like Mm -hmm. they they were they're just at the very tail end of a really good time to buy up properties so i would definitely suggest that buy up the nice little apartment complex and yeah yeah, when i heard this i i literally had a burst and i just jumped with excitement and then i mean people that know me know that I don't show a lot of emotions like with tears involved that often like in front of other people but I started to get teary-eyed I know how hard and I've seen firsthand how hard these guys work I've seen it on a daily basis they're working their absolute asses off to try and make this in an extremely competitive industry an extremely competitive environment to provide some type of entertainment value that's what they are they're basically entertainers for people yeah. like us out there, they literally have to do this for the love of the game because they aren't making any money. Mm-hmm. They're showing their passion. I mean, people can't undervalue these ball players. They deserve the respect. They deserve more from their parent clubs. And this is just a step in the right direction. This is huge. I couldn't be happier for the guys. So congrats. You know, y'all deserve the world. This is a step in the right direction. I can't wait to see the improvements because these advocacy groups, man, they are killing it sass. Like I am a part of one and couldn't be more proud. And it's just, it's just big moves. It's past due, way past due, but we can only go up from there. We can only hope for the best. (laughs) All right, Avery, grab your tissues. Oh my God. Y'all got her crying in the club over here. I'm long winded. I need this water. ASMR. (laughs) No, honestly. Refreshed. If you're going to choose anybody to have in your corner, it for sure better be Avery because she will not rest until (laughs) you get justice. I know. I want the best of the best for everyone and the people that deserve it. They deserve some hype. She bad and bougie and she knows She bad bougie. Oh, good. Now, (laughs) I'm... I love the energy, love the energy that we bring for baseball. And we brought it, you know, all season long up until, you know, the last couple of weeks when we've been talking about 
NFL mainly and football in general. Yeah. Um, Gotta but, take it back to some NFL stuff here. But I unfortunately am going to bring it back to NFL because it. <laughs> it was a national holiday this last week. It was sass. It really one was. One of my favorite, favorite holidays. <laughs> Happy National Titans Day, y'all. Yes, yes, yes. It's my favorite holiday because it's my favorite position in the entire freaking sport. Titans, man, they're so versatile. They're so agile. They will run down that field. They will block. They will catch. They will make score touchdowns. They are, I think, the most attractive professional football player position out there because yeah. I think QB sometimes have like a lot of fake swagger you know I think sometimes yeah. corner like to flaunt their shit a lot too. running backs absolutely like so these guys I just think are very humble they're the underdogs mm-hmm. they are very reliable most of the time and they don't get enough praise so I, I agree a hundred percent we talked yeah. about this I think we mentioned it in an episode last year because we talked about Gronk and his return and all that stuff. Yes. And I couldn't agree more. You get the best of the best with tight ends because you basically have another lineman, another blocker. So you got a little bit of defense on the offense going on right there. But then you got a guy that can run, you know, the speed of a wide receiver. And he's just, they're just gritty, man. You just have to be gritty because you're right. Like corners, like they get a little like cocky, a little too swaggy. They get it a little too celebratory and it's like tight ends man they are the grinders they are the grit of the league they are and they do their job and they do it so well and like i said mm-hmm. they score tutties and then they just like turn around and they like get set to do it again <laughs> and i'm like no oh kidding god you just keep going and going like forrest gump it's <laughs> amazing i love it you never turn it off oh so, my gump so we about to celebrate all you fine tight ends so the the five that I really want to bring up, these are mostly based on performance from this season up mm-hmm. until week seven. This is like right before week seven, okay? Because okay. I didn't do all my prep before this last week. And it's mostly stat related, but I do think there's a lot of, like I said, off off field you know, personality Mm -hmm. and whether you're like seen as like a captain on the team, like when people look up to you, a leader, all that stuff. Cause I feel like that's another position where that's a very common captain position. There's a lot of tight ends who are looked at as leaders for their team. So Mm -hmm. we'll get into it. And first one I'm going to bring up Mr. Mark Andrews, tight end Mm -hmm. of the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. This boy is 26 He leads in yards per reception. So he's 13.8. 13.8. Jesus. Tied. Yeah, right. He's tied with Kelsey actually for receiving yards, 468 yards. He's third for most receiving touchdowns with three of them. And again, this is through six weeks. We have to remember this. Okay. Right. He's had also 200 plus yard games. So this boy has just been a freaking monster. Okay. Yeah. Similarly, we'll move down to the next one, Travis Kelsey. And the reason why Kelsey is at two and not one is because, again, we're going off this year's performance so far. And the Chiefs, yeah. knock, knock, what you doing? Where you at? Like, What the hell is going if, on with them? Right. If we were turned on a little bit more and we were actually performing the way we were supposed to or projected to this year, uh, Travis Kelsey might have some more outstanding numbers and be number one. But yeah. regardless, still number two because you are one of the best tight ends in the entire league. He's definitely been underwhelming for me yeah absolutely 
Travis Kelsey, Kansas City Chiefs, like I said, um, this man is 32, so we're going to call him a man, 32, (laughs) and he's in his ninth ninth year with the NFL. He catches his targets this year. He's he's catching them at a minus 0.3 percentage than what he was expected to. So I know that okay. came out really weird, but he was I get what you meant. Yeah. Yeah. 0.3% less. Um, but what can you do again when your QB gets picked off four times when trying to pass to you? So like clearly, even though you are like a common target, you're also commonly getting picked off. So yeah, man, he is faltering. Run faster. <laughs> he better, Patrick. You're getting paid a bajillion dollars. Be better. Stick your arms out a little bit farther. Spread yeah. those boys out. Bobby is soft. Let's like, go. Yeah, like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so again, side with Mark Andrews for those 468 uh, yards, receiving yards, four receiving touchdowns. So the man is still scoring. Mm-hmm. And he's got 38 receptions on 53 targets. So still decent. But again, that's technically still under negative 0.3%. So mm-hmm. you're doing well, sir, but you were sitting at number two. Yep. Now, moving down uh, the list here, we've got Dalton Schultz of my good old Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He has been in the NFL for four years. He's 25, so he's got some work to do, but he's already performing very, very well. Right. And really, it's crazy because you have to do everything in your power to be seen as a leader, as a star on this team, because you've got an offensive line sitting with CD lamb, Zeke, Amari mm-hmm. Cooper, Tony Pollard's coming up on the come up this year. Like I'm about to pick him up off the waiver wire. Absolutely. You best, you you best do that. <laughs> like this team is just on fire this season so far. So it's, it's very, very hard mm-hmm. to be seen and shine brightly through all of that. But he is because he's got, 31 catches so far this year. He's got 359 yards receiving and he's had three touchdowns. So another little fun fact here, Dak has a 134.1 passer rating when throwing to Schultz. So mm. Dak's clearly finding people that are working yeah. for him. He's sticking. He likes him. So he does like him and it is proving successful. We like that. Oh boy. This boy. Oh boy. He's a boy. And I loved him in our 2021 NFL draft episode last season. I called him out. My boy, Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you did. My boy, Kyle Pitts. He is performing in his rookie season with the Atlanta Falcons. Let's go. And if you remember, he was picked fourth overall in the 2021 draft. He is 21 years old. Get that. He is legally able to sip alcohol as of this last year. So... This boy be catching passes and taking shots. All right. There you go. <laughs> he is on this list because, like I said, performing very well this year so far. Week four, he was targeted nine times for four completions and he had 50 yards receiving. So, again, good start there. Um, yeah. Week five was actually oh, playing football in London Town. So, we love that London for them. Yes. yes. And so he, he was targeted 10 times with nine receptions. 119 yards and the his first NFL touchdown. So within five weeks of playing in the NFL, dude, you are doing pretty well. You know, I would have liked to see you touchdown a little bit sooner than that, but you also had to prove yourself to be able to be thrown to. So he's doing it. 
Week the future five. is very bright for him. It is very bright. Is bright. I think the Falcons are picking up on that because when you go from week four to week five and you were <laughs> you were catching about half of the amount of times that you were thrown to and then you're literally mm-hmm. at like 90% the next week, mm-hmm. something clicked. Something clicked and it was, I don't know if Love it was it. that London air or what, but you did well, kid. So that's why you are on my list. <laughs> and now my, my last guy here. Yeah. Please be who I want it to be. Okay. I have him (laughs) on my list because not only do I have him as my own fantasy tight end, but this man is doing some big, big things in LA. Tyler Higbee, Mm -hmm. the LA Rams. That's a good one. Oh, okay. So it's not the one you wanted. Not who I wanted, (laughs) but that's a good one. It's a good one because he has. 22 receptions so far. He's got 202 receiving yeah. yards and two touchdowns. So, again, pulling his weight, making some uh, making some moves in L.A. And really, with Johnny Munt is actually hurt. So, with him yeah. hurt, Higby's getting even more playing time. I'm fingers crossed that he's going to keep scoring me buku points in fantasy because otherwise I'm switching him out because my other guy – CJ Azuma of the freaking Bengals had a stellar, stellar couple weeks this year. So yeah. we'll see what we want to do, but we're going to keep Higby in for now. Um, obviously, my honorable mention has to be thrown out. George Kittle, okay? I had to throw him out there because of the bromance with QB Jimmy G. However, we are just not seeing the numbers that we want to see so far. So as right. far as personality, obviously, Gronk, Kittle. Kelsey, the big guys out there, right? Like we love that, but the numbers don't lie. I am learning this as I get older. Facts, facts. (laughs) You can have to your name. So now I was hoping your honorable mention would be Gronk. Oh, because you love him, bruh. He is hurt. He's not done anything this year so far. The first two weeks, for well, the first three weeks were really strong for him. I mean, they were, he ended up, I think it was what game one or two. He ended up having a two touchdown game game one and two, one and two. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, he, uh, hello, pre-injury favorite freaking tight end almost ever behind Jason Witten. And yes, if he was not hurt, he totally would have been on the list still, but uh, so can we just just say that if you would have done this at week three, well, he probably uh, would have been number one. Uh, <laughs> right. Three weeks of the season. I mean, I'm going to sounds like we got to, oh, we got to get him healthy. Yeah. I know. I know. Fried, I'm though. just hoping he's getting nursed back to health by the beautiful, beautiful girlfriend of his. Hopefully no, soon I to be know. fiance because who the heck is going to put up with Gronk's BS besides Camille Costek <laughs> and the queen that she is. So she's just a wild thing. I love her. But yeah, that's my list. And we love the tight ends and we want to keep seeing some good stuff. I mean, in about a week, it's going to be full football mode. All day. All and then day, about eh, four or five weeks after that, we're going to be like, when is spring training? Yeah, right. I'm like, Can we have baseball baby. again? Well, yeah. And I mean, uh, like we said, we, we were kind of diversifying, you know, the sports that we wanted to cover the first season. The second season, we narrowed it down a little bit, at least, where it was like major sports only. And we were kind of like, okay, who cares about like NASCAR news, you know? Unless Ugh, it's, like, what the hell? <laughs> so, so we were like kind of off that. Yeah. But, 
NHL, I mean, I'm going to a couple games. The, the Hawks come out to play the Capitals the first week of December, so I'm going to that one. Um, and then NBA, obviously, is starting. I'm not really yeah. fond of watching the games here by myself because I just don't give a hoot. So we'll Always see what hurts. happens with that. But <laughs> we are primarily football, baseball podcast now. We have got our niche. I don't know if you guys figured it out, but we did. <laughs> yeah, and if you didn't, you clearly don't listen, so that's yeah, okay. Thanks for listening, mom and dad. <laughs> we might as well just send I, them a freaking fruit basket at the point. I actually got a DM two days ago from somebody in uh what's it's in Ogden. Ogden is in I'm looking. Ogden, Utah that listens what? to our podcast. What? Yeah. Well, shout out to Ogden, Utah, and whatever is out there besides Bison. Yeah, somebody out in Utah was like, maybe you'd like to consider me being uh, a guest, and they're an athlete. So I was like, I'll I'll holler at my podcast partner, and we'll see if we can put you on the list or something. You know, it's we we gotta we gotta narrow that list down because I'm already at episode nine. So if we uh if we've got you know one or two that come in by the end of this season, since we're cutting it a tiny bit short, the holidays prepped up on us and yeah we're trying to figure out the rest of the schedule for this year but we'll obviously stop before the holidays start up and you know take our nice little well-deserved break but obviously we've still got a couple more episodes to give you guys so yeah guys don't worry to our our little polls that we've got on that sass is set up every week they're really cool on spotify yes just on spotify unfortunately it. it is strictly stuck on spotify but love it though they're fun interact with it we'll be able to share you know the records or whatever <laughs> comes out after that well hey guys if you want to be a part of the show or you have a suggestion of somebody you think should be a part of the show leave us a voice message on our anchor.fm site or you know give us a dm but hey guys it's free you don't need an account go in do the thing while you're at it follow us on our social medias and that's where you can send us a private message a couple of catches twitter at couple of catches and our instagrams both at avery j nichols and at caitlin underscore sass dude i remember the first time we got a dm about hey do you guys want to be guests on our podcast and i was like yeah, mm, yeah so cool and i checked it out and was like mm. no we have to we have to really vet those out We're there because you <laughs> you just say dungeons and dragons <laughs> No disrespect to anybody no disrespect, that plays the game. No. It's a hobby, but no, it's <laughs> seriously, we got to find some quality stuff. I've got some people that we should just do some cross collaborations like that. So yeah, we'll see. that'd be pretty sick. Double feature. Absolutely. Double we'll, feature. we'll entertain you guys. Don't you worry, but come on back next Speaking week double for feature. episode 10, baby. Yes, but Sass, speaking of double feature, have you seen the new American Horror Story season? That is a double feature yes and i didn't really love it i watched like the first two episodes and i didn't oh it get oh my god the second half is so cool anybody if you haven't watched it go watch it it's such a halloween vibes okay well i probably will because i'm not doing diddly squat for halloween living by myself with my dog and i'm not your mouth said jack shit but you didn't the words didn't come out yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's go oops (laughs) All right, kids. Let's see them next week. Episode 10. We'll see you. Bye.